No, no, no! Not into the eternal flame! The, the what? The what? The what? Oh, ah, uh, nothing. Just a big crack full of gas. <laughs> flame? Wow, 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 wow. Okay, okay, okay. It's the eternal flame. Whoever possesses the four living crystals can use it to gain absolute power. Hmm. And I just thought it made the cave more homey. Homey? Th that's cute. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am Christy and I am here with my friend Brie. Hello. And we are here today to talk about The Legend of Atlantis. Oh boy. <laughs> this Christy, I don't I this one. <laughs> This one really like we had we had Red Shoes, which mm -hmm. was an amazing movie. And then yeah. we had Strange Magic, which while occasionally painful was still, you know, it was still I had a good time watching it. This one was a little rough. Yeah, this this one was one <laughs> that I I hadn't actually seen this one in a long while. So it was I had to preview it to make sure that it was uh, one worthy enough to be included on the podcast. And I think about I got about maybe five, ten minutes in and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is podcast material right here. Oh, yeah. This this one puts the bad in the bad princess movies. Mm hmm. This this one is. Wow. <laughs> so for some history. Please, please give me the history of this one, because I am baffled. Yeah. So, The Legend of Atlantis is brought to us by Golden Films and Good Times Entertainment. Ah, uh, our good old friends Golden Films and Good Times Entertainment. Yeah, so we've already taken a look at a Golden Films movie, but this is the podcast's first example of something produced by Good Times Entertainment. Uh, so Good Times Entertainment was an American home video company that, like Golden Films, released low-budget mockbusters of bigger studio releases. Uh, and it's funny because, much like Golden Films, Good Times was at one point sued by Disney, <laughs> as Disney alleged that Good Times' video packaging too closely resembled Disney's, and they felt uh that it could confuse potential customers into buying Good Times movies when they meant to buy Disney movies. Huh. I wonder if that was intentional. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's kind of interesting to note because, um, you know, the, the previous, the, the lawsuit against Golden Films by Disney, it, like, their, Disney's whole thing was that Good Golden Films was just ripping off of their movies, but mm -hmm. because... Golden Films is able to successfully argue that they were just basing them off the same source material. I wonder if that is what led Disney to specifically pursue this whole thing about Good Times' video packaging versus trying to argue again that, oh, you're just ripping off of our movies. That would... Maybe, yeah, because, like, at least then they could hold up the two pictures and be like, look at them. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just it, instead of instead of having to convince a judge that your your movie based on the same source material is similar enough to something that is also based off the source same source material. Mhm. Yeah, that would cuz that I could see that being a little harder to to mm-hmm. prove, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think yeah, trying to prove the intent was there. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a result of the lawsuit, Good Times was required by law to print its name on all of its future video releases in order to clearly distinguish them from Disney's. I mean, that's probably, yeah, it's not a bad compromise, I guess. Like, you have to tell them that this was you and not us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess just as a side note... The Legend of Atlantis came out in 2004, while Disney's own take on the Atlantis story came out in 2001. So I'm hesitant to draw any immediate connections between the two, but I just kind of, I felt obligated to bring it up because of Good Times' previous Mockbuster releases. Yeah, well, because I was also, I also had to look up the sort of timeline for these two, and like... Beyond having Atlantis in the title, there's basically nothing the same between this one and the the Disney one. So mm-hmm. it's it doesn't feel like it was done as a, a sort of mockbuster ripoff beyond just Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe that's at least partially because I don't th- I and I'm not an expert on this, but I don't really know if there is a a specific version of the Atlantis story that everybody is familiar with. At least I, you know, not like something where we're very familiar with the story of Snow White or Cinderella. Yeah. Well, I was, I feel like I should have done more research on, on just Atlantis in general. Because there was a lot in this movie that I'm like, are they expecting people to actually know, like, is this a part of an actual Atlantis legend? And are they expecting your average five-year-old to know this? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And, And I mean, we'll probably get into it a bit later, but there isn't really much in the story that makes you think of Atlantis. Like... Not at all. It, it, it kind of feels like for a for a good chunk of the movie, you kind of forget that it takes place on Atlantis. Yeah. On on that note, Bree, should we maybe jump into the near ludicrous speed summary of the Legend of Atlantis? Please do, because maybe hearing you talk about the uh, <laughs> the plot will actually make it make a little more sense to me. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So with that, let's take a look at The Legend of Atlantis. Oh, having a little trouble playing Master of the Universe, eh, Belial? The film opens in the lair of Belial, an evil sorcerer with the desire to rule over the forces of nature. Belial has imprisoned the griffin Griffos and is extorting him for knowledge about the ancients, the first living souls of Atlantis. Griffos tells Belial about the four living crystals, crystals with the power of wind, water, earth, and fire. 
With these four crystals together, Belial can not only get total control over the four elements of nature, but something called the Eternal Flame, which would give him absolute power. As it turns out, Belial is also the advisor to King Altus, ruler of Atlantis. Belial tries to convince the king to begin a mining operation on the far shores, a ruse that Belial can search for the earth crystal that Griffo says was hidden there. Queen Marin objects, not wanting the lives of the people living on the shores to be disrupted by an unnecessary mining operation. At that moment, our protagonist, Princess Elan, arrives, and the queen excuses herself from court so that she and Elan can go swimming. While Elan is distracted, a vision of a woman named Delph appears to Queen Marin. Delph, old friend, what worries you? The wind crystal has been stolen. Who? How can this be? I don't know, but I'm afraid the remaining living crystals are also in jeopardy. We've got to find a way to protect them. The next day in the marketplace, Elon happens to see Belial skulking around in a dark cloak. She follows him back to the castle, where she spies him entering his lair through a secret passageway. Following him inside, she sees Belial experimenting with the wind crystal, and speaking of his desire to obtain the other crystals and the eternal flame. Elan tells her mother what she saw and heard in Belial's lair. While the queen assures Elan that Belial is nothing to be afraid of, that night Queen Marin leaves the castle to head to the shores to find the earth crystal. Before she leaves, she gives a sleeping Elan her crystal necklace, saying that it will help her daughter find her way in times of trouble. The next day, when Belial hears that the queen is on a sudden goodwill mission to the villages along the coast, he grows suspicious of the queen. Using a crystal ball, he sees Queen Marin and Delph with the earth crystal. The queen plans to throw the earth crystal into the sea, where she believes it'll be safe from Belial. Belial goes to the shore, and spying the queen's ship, he uses the wind crystal to summon a huge windstorm. The queen's ship is destroyed, and with it, Queen Marin as well. When King Altus is given the news that his wife is dead due to a freak windstorm, Belial is quick to offer his services. Nature is messy, unstable, and very dangerous. It must be controlled. I have the means to master it, to make it my, our slave. Against Elan's objections, the king agrees with Belial, not wanting anyone to suffer the same grief that he has. This angers a representative from the Atlantis shores, whose people live in harmony with nature and object to the idea of it being controlled. In response to being defied, the king orders all members of the shore villages to be banished from the city. While quietly grieving by herself, Alon is visited by Delph, who explains to Alon that she was a close friend of her mother. She also explains that, by understanding the ways of the ancients, there is a great power available to Elan if she only looked inside herself. This is demonstrated by Elan suddenly being able to understand the speech of her little bird friend, Manoa. Soon after, Belial demonstrates for King Altus his solution to controlling the weather. An enormous dome that will be lowered each evening to protect the city of Atlantis. The king is pleased, but Elan is not. Seeing her desire to leave the dome, Delph shows Elan a magic portal that transports Elan to a forest outside the dome. Elan basks in the beauty of nature. 
While there, she meets Terra, a handsome villager who has a poor opinion of the royal family. Elon lies to Terra, claiming that she was a servant at the palace. I come from the city. The city? Well, the city, yes. Uh, I'm a servant there. Huh. You don't dress like a servant. Oh, it's the palace. I work in the palace. I'm handmaiden to Princess Elon. Have you heard of her? I don't have any interest in someone who thinks they're better than me because they live in some fancy palace. After watching a romantic sunset together, Elon and Terra make plans to see each other again. Elon and Terra spend more and more time together, all while Belial attempts to find the remaining crystals. During one such excursion, Belial sees Elon with Terra. Soon after, Belial finds the fire crystal. With only the water crystal remaining, Belial decides to kidnap Elon, believing that Terra knows where the final crystal is and will give it up to save her. Delph tells Terra what happened, and he races into the city to try and help. Unfortunately, it was all a trap, with a group of guards waiting to capture Terra at Belial's request. Terra is brought to Belial's lair, where Elon is also hidden, and Belial gloats by revealing to Terra that Elon is the princess. You mean you didn't know she was the princess? Oh, well, so much for honesty in a relationship. Is it true? Yes, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't tell you. She couldn't tell you because she was spying for me. No, that's a lie! Like you being a servant in the palace? Belial then uses magic to capture Terra's soul within a crystal, effectively killing him. Belial then locks Elon away in a cave and leaves to go find the water crystal. A vision of Queen Marin appears to Elon, telling her to reach for the strength inside of her, that Elon can see things that others cannot. Elon uses her power to sense an opening in the cave. She squeezes through, frees Griffos, and uses the soul crystal to restore Terra back to life. Terra, now distrustful of Elon, rushes off to help the other villagers. Meanwhile, Griffos assists Elon in finding the water crystal. She travels to a grotto, where, where light passing through her mother's necklace reveals a map that itself leads her to an underwater cavern where the water crystal sits. Unfortunately, Belial has followed Elon. He takes her prisoner once again and claims the water crystal for himself. Delph goes to Terra, who, along with the other villagers, are stalking ships in preparation to leave Atlantis. Delph explains to Terra that Elon wasn't working with Belial and that she only lied about her identity because she knew it would prejudice Terra against her. With that, Terra rushes off to try and help Elon. Returning to the secret lair, Terra sees that Belial is holding both Elon and the king captive. Terra frees them, but they are too late to prevent Belial from activating the power of the four crystals. The power of the eternal flame causes Belial to grow into a huge, demonic figure. Belial seemingly goes mad with power as he uses the four crystals to wreak havoc over all of Atlantis. Elon taunts Belial. You may think you have absolute power, Belial, but there is still no force more powerful than nature. Which I command! Sending a few gusts of wind here and there! I don't think so. Egged on by her, Belial summons the highest degree of power of all four forces of nature. Unfortunately for Belial, and all of Atlantis, 
Belial can summon the forces of nature, but he can't dispel them. Eventually, Atlantis is split in two, and Belial is sucked down into the chasm. Everyone flees on the prepared ships, and they watch as Atlantis is destroyed by the rampaging forces of nature. The film ends with Elan, Terra, and the other Atlanteans preparing to come aground on the mainland, beginning their new life away from Atlantis. So this movie is a mess. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Oh my so god. This- this film is an absolute mess. This this film is just so it's so confusingly paced. I it doesn't sound too bad from the summary, but everything is just the passage of time is just so confusing in this. It feels like everything is happening in the span of maybe 2 days. Yeah, like it's I've okay. Partway, like, a few minutes into, not even, yeah, not even that long into this film, I was like, did I miss a first third of this movie where they established the characters, the Mm -hmm. setting, the time, like, everything. There's there's none of that. Don't worry about it. Just (laughs) jump in. Like, it feels like I missed ten minutes at the beginning of this film that actually establishes things. Yeah. Because yeah. they just toss you in. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's just it. It's it's so confusing. I think partially because Elon doesn't show up until a significant chunk of time has passed in the movie. Well, except except the the movie starts with a song. Yeah, okay. It doesn't actually start in Belial's Belial's uh, yeah. uh, lair. You you get a song first. Um. And it's her singing, I think. Yeah, I I did. So I I lied in the summary. As Brie mentioned, (laughs) the film actually starts off with this weird, like, a a music video, basically. Yeah. Um, The... It's it's like a two-minute music video of Elon, and you don't find out until the end of the film where the song is reused over the credits that the opening song takes place after the events of the film. And yeah! Based, based on how we see shots of, like, Belial's ruined lair in the video. But you, when you first watch it, it's just... It's launched into a song, and then once the song ends... Are we are introduced to Belial in in his lair already plotting to take over Atlantis? Yeah, like so the first the first speaking that you get first of all, okay, it cuts from the song <laughs> to a close-up of Belial's eye through a telescope, and it is terrifying. Like it's, it's- yeah, it's it's his eye like in the in the, the 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 scene crystal that he has. So it's all like Yeah super magnified and distorted. So they like draw in all the like little blood shots and everything like that, but it's just it's just like, oh hi, Jesus, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah like that's that's the opening shot to your film, ignoring the weird music video that they probably just <laughs> stuck at the beginning of the film because they went, Oh shit, the film is a little shorter than we expected. Yeah. Oh, and it's, then it's, it's 
It's baffling. <laughs> they spend more time establishing Belial as a character oh, than yeah. they do Elon. I, I, I think he gets more screen time probably in total. Like, he is yeah. the star of this movie. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's weird. Also, also Griffos, which he, they just, they don't establish what happened there. They, he just has like a weird, and this Griffin, I guess he's a Griffin. He looks like a weird Looney Tunes Scooby-Doo thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, he looks like a weird Scooby-Doo dog that they just glued some wings to. Yeah, like he, it's weird because he's a, based on his name, he's supposed to be a griffin, but he doesn't actually look like a griffin. He's just like. At all. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they they were just like, oh shit, like, I don't know how to animate a griffin. So I'll just, I could do dogs though. You want me, you want me to do, do a dog? I can do a dog and. It'll kind of look like it, almost a lion. A lion is part of a griffin, right? Almost? <laughs> I guess, like, kind of the body. I think. Not, like, the, he the head is supposed to be, like, an eagle, though, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a bird. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's supposed to be... What is it? It's a bird... It's an eagle head, uh, a lion body. Yeah. But, uh... Nope. Just make it a dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stick some wings on there. Yeah. I did... I did kind of like Griffos, just in that he... So his whole his whole thing is that he's also being held prisoner by Belial and he he begrudgingly is just helping Belial in exchange for his freedom but at the same time he also kind of seems to do things to try and prevent Belial from obtaining the crystals like we see that he he kind of like he seems to lie to Belial at times where some of the crystals are and Belial has to, when Belial goes to threaten him about, like, oh, like, did you send me on a wild goose chase? Uh, Griffo's just like, oh, no, I guess it just maybe moved in, you know, since since the last time I knew of the mm -hmm. location. Yeah. Like, he was sort of the weird comic relief character. Mm hmm. And, like, one of the reasons that I'm like, okay, does Atlantis, does the myth actually have a, a griffin in it? Or are they just stealing from other mythologies of... Yeah, I guess... Oh, shit. Now I need to... Now I'm curious, because is a griffin Greek? I, I, yes, I think so. Is it? Okay. I think so. Ancient Greek, yes. Okay. Or at least it was present in ancient Greek. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Cause, yeah, I was gonna Not, say... I. I, I this is a fact that I know off the top of my head and definitely not something from the Wikipedia article I'm holding <laughs> on my phone in my hands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I guess, I yeah. guess, yeah, they just, it might have just been because it's like, we all, like, well, let's have a fun character in this. Oh, like, eh, griffins are Greek. Let's just have one of those. Yeah, but they're too hard to draw, so make it a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's just every part of this. Yeah. Uh, I just, so much of my notes in this is, what is going on? There's mm -hmm. no explanation for this? It, what just happened? <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah. Well, again, 
it's so weirdly paced that that everything is just like going along at super speed and so it's hard to tell when scenes are happening if the intention of this was that is does this take place over the course of a few days a week or is this supposed to be something that has happened over an extended period of time because there's exactly like one fade in the movie where it like shows leaves on trees and then the trees without leaves so i was like okay i guess time has passed Mm -hmm. i guess yeah to to give a few examples of the weird logistics of time in this one um so i mean the 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 big one is probably belial's weird shield that he (laughs) (laughs) which that in of itself he makes which that in of itself is hilarious because we're when we're introduced to him he's going to he's trying to seek the ability to control nature through these magic crystals and then he's telling the king oh hey I got a plan to control the forces of nature so that no one like your wife will ever die again. And so you think, oh, well, he's going to use the power of the crystals to control nature for the king, like under this guise of, oh, I'm doing it to help people. But no, he goes away and he comes back with a giant fucking dome that he has somehow (laughs) built to, to, and then just like kind of, he, he, there's just a handy, convenient lever that he pulls and it just raises itself up over the city yeah over the entire city and it's not it's like a clear glass dome that just sort of like folds over like expands over the city and then and then retracts back it's so wild but what i thought was the wildest is that they take care to establish that they made a big old dome and i'm like okay so it's the legend of atlantis so they're gonna have the dome go over the city and then the city will sink and that's Atlantis. They're safe in the water because of the dome. Guess what doesn't happen? Holy shit, I didn't even think of that, Brie. Oh (laughs) my god, you're right. I was like, oh, okay. The dome is so they're establishing this big old dome so that they can Mm -hmm. establish how they get, like how the city can sink and they don't all just die. It's because they have this dome. Oh my god, what the hell? <laughs> oh my god. Oh. You, I think, you know what it was though, is that they portrayed the dome as evil and that Belial is wrong for creating the dome. So they probably, they if they if they went that route, they would have all had to go, oh shit, I guess Belial had a point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I, that Yeah, that makes sense. But also... <laughs> Why make a the dome then? I, like, had they already animated yeah. those scenes and they're like, oh no, well, we can't do that. Um, well, we don't want to yeah, throw like, out those scenes, so... I just I just love that he... That he... The guy who we're shown is using magic to control the elements. I guess he... I guess he doesn't want the king or anybody to know that he has magic to do it. So he's just like, oh, actually, I can just use science to control nature. <laughs> But it's just like, oh, well, why did you need the magic anyways? You seem like you're doing pretty good without it. Yeah. But, but yeah, so he he somehow, between the time between when he meets the king and he gets the okay to 
to enact this plan to control the weather, we we see them meeting with the king, and then Elon has her moment with Delph where she meets her, and then the scene yeah, after okay. that is hang on. Yeah. Can we yeah. pause? Delph. She yeah. shows up the first time she shows up, she's see-through. I'm like, is yeah, this she- a ghost? Yeah, she's like a hologram or a, a magic ghost. She's not established at all. She's just no. a see-through lady that comes and talks to the queen. And I'm like, oh, is that a fucking ghost? And then mm. you see her later. She's not a ghost. I'm so confused. No. Anyway, I sorry. Just, she has her moment with Del. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the equivalent of like, oh, hold on. I got to take this call. And then, and it's just like the the, the magical Atlantis version of a, of a, you know, phone call. FaceTime. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a full body ghost. Yeah, there you go. But um but yeah, it just this magic dome, I I don't know if we're supposed to extrapolate that that this is something that Belial had pre-made and was just waiting for the perfect opportunity to show it, or if we are supposed to assume that a fair amount of time took place between when he was given permission to make the dome and when he actually unveiled it. I think I think it was meant to be time had passed because I think the idea was what I got from it was because they show this garden and it's got like leaves and trees and stuff like that and everything is nice um, and then they fade it to like a bunch of spindly trees and like all the leaves have fallen off and and all that and then he's made this big dome and I was assuming that like that was meant to show that he's been using the powers of nature to f- fuck around and it's hurting nature. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, uh, it's bad. <laughs> like yeah. he got the go ahead to like do stuff. So he's been doing it and now all of nature is dying um, and it's bad. <laughs> A book report by Brie. <laughs> All of nature is dying, and it's bad. <laughs> and it's bad. <laughs> Legend of Atlantis book report by Brie, age 32. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's... there. There's another, there's another example of the weird passage of time with Queen Marin. Um, uh-huh. So... She she gives Elon her necklace while Elon is sleeping, and then mm-hmm. we specifically see there's an a, a fade in of day to night or, or from sorry from night to day, like we see the sunrise or at least that's I think what the implication is. The lighting changes in any case, um, and then so we see it's sunrise and Belial talks to the king who tells him about the queen's absence. Belial then goes to kill the queen at what appears to be midday. Then when her mother dies, we see Ilan wake up with a shock. So it's somehow now night and Ilan is, I guess, psychically linked to her mother's death. So this, she is sleeping and it wakes her up. Um, so it makes it look like a full day has passed. Um, but it's just... I it, I guess that's what we were supposed to assume because otherwise the assumption is that Elon just goes to bed and all of this... <laughs> she just like, takes a two-day-long sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's just weird because I guess 
giving them the credit of the doubt that a full day has passed, we see Alon go to bed, and then we don't see her for the next day. Even though she's supposed to be the main character, all of this stuff happens while she's off screen, and the next time we see her, she's back in bed. So yeah, it does it does feel like she just <laughs> like slept for an entire day. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Listen, we've all we've all had those days where we're just like, can we just sleep until tomorrow? Yeah. And you know what? She's a princess, so she just got to. Yeah. I guess. Just, there's nothing else to do in the castle, so I guess I'll just yeah. stay in bed. I'm just gonna just get some extra rest. I I need to I need to calm myself out here. So we have the uh we have the the catalog of bad princess movies, and if you've never visited it, dear listener, it basically <laughs> I just like make a post about a movie and I put some thoughts on it and whether or not I would recommend it for a movie night. I I ended up I looked up The Legend of Atlantis in my catalog and I noted it. Um, <laughs> well, here's here's what I said. Um, it's one of those not terrible but not also great plots. The story makes sense, and it's paced fairly well. What the Christy. fuck? What Christy. the fuck? I don't understand. Christy. What? I don't recognize myself here. <laughs> what the hell happened? Was this near the beginning where you were feeling, like, really charitable? Maybe. I don't know. It, or, like, what like you hadn't you hadn't seen enough bad movies? Yeah, I guess. Or, like, maybe I was just, like, maybe I watched a really, really bad one right before The Legend of Atlantis. So, by comparison, I was like, oh, well, yeah, this seems all right. You know, this isn't so bad. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me when I wrote this. I need to go back and revise it. <laughs> the updated 2020 uh, review of Legend of Atlantis. Yeah, it's just going to be just cross all of this out and just go, haha, no, actually, just kidding. It was terrible. Just, just kidding. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Past Christy, what the heck? Yeah, so maybe maybe take the, the older entries in the, the Bad Princess movie uh, <laughs> catalog. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe take them with a, a grain of salt. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Incredible. Mm-hmm. But yes, just to be clear, this movie is terribly paced, and I guess the story kind of makes sense, but you have to, like, like focus. This isn't a movie where you could go and leave without pausing to go get a snack. You gotta, you gotta strap yourself in, or you're gonna miss a lot of shit. You're either gonna miss a lot of shit, or you're gonna miss nothing. <laughs> That's true. Because you might miss a song... And the song will have nothing to do with anything and have oh, nothing in it. I I kinda love I kinda love when songs do this, when they are basically standalone music videos within a film. It it's just I think the one between um uh Elon and And Tara. Tara. Uh where after it's revealed that she's the princess and she lied to him and then they have this like big song number mm -hmm. about like trusting each other it's 
Um, yeah. And they end it with like a kiss and they're together and they, you know, it looks like they've mended their differences. And then Tara's like, actually, I can't trust you and I'm going to go by. Yeah, <laughs> like the yeah. song ends and all of that is just like, never mind. Don't worry. Don't we don't think about the song. Forget oh, about it's it. So good, though. Yeah, he just it, it, the songs mean nothing. The songs do not no. reflect what is happening in the story and doesn't even reflect the actual emotions of the characters. No, it's just it's just there to fill out time mm-hmm. and be a song. And like there's the one. So there's the opening song. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that Elon sings after her, she finds out her mother's died. And it's like, it has scenes in it from later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. From when. So it's spoiling itself. Yeah. And they're completely unrelated to Elon's oh, mom. Completely unrelated. And also, but also there's like. There's scenes where it clearly looks like they were animated for another version of the story and they had a bunch of leftover scenes and they're like, well, what are we going to do with these? Because it's all, it's like, they're like out of context, but not in sort of a like poetic, like you would storyboard this for a song sequence. Mm -hmm. It's like her talking to her mother in a cave and it's like, was this part of the movie before and you just finished this animation and then cut that scene so you put it in the song yeah like they're so so weird they're so specific that it feels like there was there's got to be something more to it like maybe when they went swimming originally the queen would tell because the queen mentions to to elon at one point the the whole reason why Elon goes and interrupts the court at the beginning of the movie is because she sees a tree that's dying in their garden, and so her mom goes, and I guess her mom has magic healing powers. Oh right, yeah. And so so mom heals the tree, and then they decide to go swimming. So was the mom maybe was there maybe a scene originally where Elon and her mom maybe talked more about her powers or something or. Or something. Because, like, also that healing bit never gets brought up again, as far as I can tell. So don't worry. I guess that's what she uses to put Tara's soul back in his body. Yeah. Maybe? (laughs) That's a great... Um, That was a great animation. Her... Oh, oh my God. Just rub this crystal on this man. Yeah. It's, like, at least, like, 30 seconds of, of you see, like, Tara's, (gasps) like body just laying there and at one point it's like the shot is holding on him and then you see Elon's hand just kind of like do a 360 around the edge of the screen so it's like she's just yeah. like circling him just circling him <laughs> this is this is this is a movie oh. that I was watching and I'm like oh yeah these are going to be some good gifs oh my god I cannot wait <laughs> like him going down the river needs to be one. Actually, that one needs sound because, okay. <laughs> so backing up, when she first meets Tara, um, they're like playing and they're like hopping across oh, a river, like hopping on stones across a river and she gets to the other side and then Tara falls in. <laughs> yes. The sounds and animation are just incredible. <laughs> Oh, oh god. There's so it's so much. It's great. There's there's just so many like just like little 
little bits of animation when when Tara first sees Alon in the in in the woods he's just he's immediately struck by her beauty and then and you see him saying something like that and then it cuts to a shot of Elon to show you what Tara's seen and she's literally like <laughs> spinning in a circle just, just like spinning in a circle holding some flowers yeah just like wee, like throwing flowers and it's just like holy shit what a vision of beauty and elegance oh my god so good Oh, oh my god. And hey, why does Tara wear nothing but like a loincloth when I, everyone else wears clothes? I don't know. It it kind of at first, like you, so he's it's from like a the, Tarzan looking dude. Yeah, he's from the, the sh- villages on the shores and it, and it's mentioned a few times by the queen and other characters that the these villagers like to live simply in in uh, commune with nature, and so when you first see Tara, you kind of think, oh, I guess maybe he's they they choose to wear simple clothes to be more in tune with nature, but it's like no, he's just the one dude hanging out in a loincloth. Yeah, like everyone else appears to just wear clothes. Yeah. I guess he just he just knows that he could rock it, so why hide it? I I guess he's a big beefy dude. He's like, everyone check out my pectorals. <laughs> also my extremely long hair that's got like a weird flop at the top. It's great. <laughs> oh god, Tara. He well, what do you think of him and Elon's relationship? It's so ridiculous. I mean, it's you know what? It's no more or less ridiculous than the rest of the film. So it's it is what it is. I I just love. Apparently, Tara never finds never gets a name from Elon until the until Belial um, reveals her true name to him. Oh yeah, yeah. What's he been calling her for? Insert yeah. amount of time that they've known each other here. Yeah, because we, <laughs> we even specifically when they're at their first meeting, um, it ends with she runs off to go back to the castle and he shouts after her, wait, what's your name? And, and she doesn't respond. So she never told him her name in that instance. She just made up the lie about, oh, I'm a servant from the castle. And we see we see Delph go to him to tell him about Belial kidnapping Elon, but we never actually hear Delph tell him Elon's been kidnapped. So what does what does she say to him? That servant girl that you like that you've been hanging out with for the past insert amount of time that they've known each other here has been kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just what. Like, we don't see her giving him a fake name, even. And it's just, like, they don't bother to, like, just have her be like, oh, I'm, um, Susan, the servant girl. Yep, me, Susan. That's me. <laughs> like, it would have been so easy, but they chose not to. And then they just were like, no, just ignore that. Nobody talks about it. Just don't worry about it. it. It's fine. Don't, don't worry, worry about it. it. It's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. No one will care. It's... It is so... It is baffling. <laughs> All parts of it are baffling. Mm-hmm. Um, also, his wolf, yeah, or dog, 
It can talk and it shows up in two scenes, but it's on the cover of the film. So yeah. don't worry so about it. Very, very important character, obviously. Very. You know who else is a very important character? Who? Manoa. I, I fucking hate that bird. <laughs> this is the first bird that you've hated. I, I'm usually predisposed to, to giving a bird a benefit of the doubt. I hate this bird. Manoa. <laughs> this stupid bird that doesn't serve a point. No. Manoa is fucking useless he gets introduced i i timed this because I, I i was like i have to know he gets introduced 20 minutes into the movie does nothing of consequence for about 13 minutes and then disappears for the rest of the fucking film they were just like she needs a little animal sidekick yeah but only give her for this next weird talking minutes. bird for for 13 minutes yeah like what the, what the fuck's the point of that I don't you, I don't know. You you almost think that he is going to be used as the go-between when Elon is captured by Belial, but instead Delph is there, sees everything, does nothing to stop it, and then Oh yeah, Delph Delph watches Belial kidnap Elon. Like yeah, and, she's and... standing there watching it ha like she doesn't do anything, she just watches <laughs> him do it, and then he she's beside him. Like, it's not, like, a distance yeah. thing. She is beside him, and he, like, is walking and carrying Alon. She's got her, like, top half in a sack, and he's, like, shoving her. <laughs> and he's like, go tell Tara that she's been kidnapped. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she runs okay, off to that. tell Tara. And it's like, yeah. tell the king to do anything. Who yeah, go tell the king. Hey, um. Who are you? Your advisor just kidnapped your daughter. I do you want <laughs> No, yeah, like, she Should just... we do something about this? Yeah. Me meanwhile, Manoa Manoa was there too, but then uh, Belial just kind of knocked Manoa down and then Manoa's like, "Oh, like you got to go get get Tara. I'm just going to sit this out." And don't worry about me. Go get Tara. And then I guess he, I don't know, maybe he just decided, you know what? Fuck this, actually. And yeah. he just, like, he just excused himself from the rest of the film. Yeah, I mean, good, but also yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> also, Delph is a dolphin. What? Delph is a dolphin. Did you not catch that? Delph turns into a dolphin. Wait, when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Did it's, I It's very subtle. Um, <laughs> okay. So when I I okay, when is it? It's um when Elon is getting the last crystal. She's getting the water crystal and she she swims there with a white dolphin. Uh-huh. Um and so the white dolphin brings her to the like this white dolphin has shown up here and there throughout the movie. Um and it it brings her to the crystal and she gets up on this ledge and grabs the crystal and then surprise Belial is already there um and the dolphin is like <gasps> and it gasps and then it swims away and you watch it swim away and it's swimming towards the docks where all the like out far shore people are like loading up the boats and you see it swim up to the docks and then it shows Tara loading boxes and then Delph runs up to him so i think Delph is supposed to be the dolphin 
I think Delph is the dolphin. Oh my fucking god. What are what a revelation! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Magic shape shifting dolphin? Apparently, I think. What the? Oh my god! There's no explanation beyond that. She's a ghost, and then she's not a ghost, and then she's a dolphin. (laughs) Which is why, which is why I I was like, is this like a mythological figure that I am missing? Like, should I know this from something? Brie, I don't know. We got to find out who made this film because I feel like they've been waiting 20 years for somebody to like to figure this shit out. And I think you just did. They're going to be so happy. Finally, someone, someone uncovered the secret. The dolphin is, a, is actually a dolphin. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm... I've connected the two dots. Oh my god! I feel like I I feel like a failure for 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 like you've upstaged me. <laughs> what the hell? I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that out. I'm gonna edit myself no. to be the one revealing it. <laughs> Did you know? I think she's actually a dolphin, Brie. What? Wow, that's that's really good. Wow. Good wow. good thinking, Christy. You 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 really put it together. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I gotta, I gotta, oh. I'm gonna be thinking about that for the rest of the night. <laughs> I'm so glad I could, I could bring some new joy to your <laughs> to, experience to the new... of, uh, Holy The Legend shit. of Atlantis. Yeah, uh, this, I, you know what? This is I, I. Maybe I need to give the movie more credit. Maybe it is. No, I don't think you do. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. You know, it's funny because I, I was thinking in my notes. I was like, why isn't just why isn't Delph just the animal sidekick? Like, why, why not well, combine yeah. Delph as with Manoa because they basically. Like again, it seems like Manoa. You expect him to be the go-between when Elon is captured by Belial, but instead, Delph is the one that keeps having to return to to Terra to get him to come and save Elon. Yeah. So why not just have combined the two so that so that uh, Delph is like what you know? If you want to keep her a bird, make her a little, I guess, a shape-shifting dolphin bird or something. Um, and then I, like, the only, the only reason why I could think that they, they stopped, they didn't use Minoa to go and get Terra is because they do make it a point that you have to, they make it a point that Elon has this magic power that she's able to, to use to understand Minoa. So, yeah. Well, and I was wondering then, because you also see Tara talking to his talking dog. Um, so I was wondering if it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to like galaxy brain this movie here for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Elan and her mom have like this power of the ancients so they can like see things and like talk to animals, whatever. 
and uh, apparently so does Tara, who can talk to his talking dog. Um, so I was wondering, okay, so maybe the only people who can talk to Dell as a person, because she's a dolphin, are the people who can see her with their magical ancient power. So that's why she couldn't go to the king, because the king doesn't have that power. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> this is like, oh my God. Like... This is too much for my small brain to handle. <laughs> this is too. Oh my God. Again, we need to find the person that made this because they're just like, yes, yes, you understand my vision. You, you finally, finally someone understands. And then, and then a golden light just erupts from them, and then you inherit their powers. Oh, I don't have, want their powers. You've proven yourself worthy. Oh, no. <laughs> Christy, do you want the powers instead? I can't. I didn't earn them, Brie. Oh, Is, no. I'm sorry. You know, I... I <gasps> because of, because the, the Delph... You, while you were talking about Delph, I pulled up the movie on my... On my computer, because I needed to see the scene you were talking about with her as the dolphin. So I've got it uh-huh. kind of playing randomly now. Uh-huh. And yeah, and so to confirm, because I was thinking, did, you know, maybe maybe Tara was just talking to his dog. And it, it was maybe supposed to be a like a Garfield thing, where John doesn't hear Garfield, but Garfield <laughs> talks to him. But no, Tara's just having a flat-out conversation with his wolf dog. Yeah. So I guess... I guess it wouldn't have been a problem then that Manoa could have just talked to, to Tara. Yeah, Manoa could have talked to Tara for sure. Yeah. So Tara, so so Manoa is just completely useless. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's just there to be a comic relief weirdo bird. Yeah, that's and- that has like really a really strange design, honestly. But you yeah. know. He's kind of got like a like a weird, almost looks like a swallow, I guess. But he's got a long like neck for a he's swallow. Got a long neck and like tiny little wings, and then a swallow tail. He's very strange, and he's all bright pink. Yeah, it's just a strange design. That's besides the point. He's also useless yeah. <laughs> and it, annoying. Ex- extremely, <laughs> extremely useless. He does nothing. He could have. He is easily replaced. And I wasn't until the second time reviewing uh, this movie for the podcast that I was like, wait a minute, where wasn't Manoa in this somewhere? Where did he go? Yeah, where did he go? And that's what I looked up. Oh, no, he is just he pieces out after like the 30 minute mark of the fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do do you know what? Do you know what's great for you again with the movie? I've got it playing now. The uh-huh. scene, the scene where you see uh, Elon spinning around, frolicking in the woods. Um, uh-huh. The dolphin is there in the river next to her, randomly, just for this moment. Yeah, well, and Delph just, was just checking in on her, and 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 Delph the dolphin is also doing a spiral, just frolicking with her. <laughs> oh my god! God. Well. This- we we've solved the mystery. We know what happened. We we have solved the legend. <laughs> this this oh. is just oh my god. That's yeah the legend of the legend of the the shape shifting dolphin woman. We figured it out. <laughs> 
But also, wait, no. Because there is a scene earlier in the movie where the, where Alon is swimming with that dolphin in the foreground, and then her mom is speaking to Delph, the ghost, in the background. So are they not the oh, same? Hold on. hold on, I'll verify. It's right when the, it's right after they they go for their weird swim. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, it is a dolphin, but it's not a white dolphin. Oh, it's a different dolphin. Okay, yeah. so it's not Delph. Yeah. It's not yeah. Delph the white dolphin. Yeah, Delph seems to specifically, it, it's like, oh, she, when she shows up, or when it's the dolphin that she uses to get the water crystal, it's specifically, it's a very stark white dolphin, which Delph has very stark white hair. So I think you, I think you successfully- I think you I suc still, I, f I did figure it out. Yeah, you, you did successfully big brain this. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. I love oh, that. There's so, I have so many I have like more than usual pages of notes for this one, but it's like most of it is just like what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> is that Tarzan? What just, in the goddamn just happened? What are these faces? <laughs> it's just there there's just just like this just rambling notes of, of somebody descending into madness. Pretty much. God. Oh, we didn't, we also didn't touch on the fact that Bel Belial, Belial, I keep wanting to say Belial because I think that's a demon, like an actual demon. Yeah, they they specifically, I had to like make a note of it in my summary that they, they pronounce it Belial, but yeah, I think Belial is actually like closer to the actual pronunciation. Yeah. But, yeah, Belial is, like, at one point, after after Elon meets Tara and she's out late or something, he, like, corners her in the palace. He's like, you missed your lessons, princess. Maybe we can make them up in your chamber later. Well, princess, I'm afraid we'll have to cancel your lessons for a few days. I have business to attend to in the mines. I was hoping to make up a few of your lessons this evening, perhaps in your quarters. It's awfully late, Belial. I seldom sleep. It's a waste of my precious talents. Really? Well, I can't do without at least ten hours. What time is it anyway? Ooh, that late huh? Guess we'll just have to make up those lessons when you get back. <laughs> We'll make up more than lessons, my princess. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, it comes um, out of nowhere and it's so uncomfortable. It's so, yikes. Because up until that point, he's expressed nothing but like contempt and hatred for her. Just by like glaring at her in the sidelines every time she's like talking to her dad or something. And then he's like, yeah. hey. And I'm like, no. No, yeah. and then there's one point later on after he's like almost finished his evil scheme and she's like he's got her kidnapped or something. Um one of yeah. the times he kidnaps her, he's like you will you will be you you can either live like with me as my slave or my bride. And I'm like it's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's yeah. It is so. It's so uncomfortable. And I and I was thinking about this. And I think a big reason why it is so uncomfortable, other than just the general 
fact that he's just being fucking creepy is Belial is depicted as being very, very competent throughout the entire thing. Like, nothing ever seems to stand in his way. His plan goes perfectly. And it's just because he's so competent, he feels like a legitimate threat. So when he says that stuff to her, it is just like... You know, it's it's the difference between a goofy character being a lecherous creep and somebody who has the ability and the conniving to, like, follow through on the creepy threats. It just makes yeah. it, like... Well, this dude, this dude straight up murdered her mom. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's he's, that he too. is a threatening dude. Mm-hmm. Even if he's a goofy, weird character, he's a threat in this film. And then he's like... Hey there, young princess. Yeah, which yeah, I guess you're to like that point, no. <laughs> we don't know how old Elon is specifically, but you kind of get the feeling like mid-teens, maybe. Yeah, it, she gives me a sixteen-year-old princess kind of vibe. Yeah, and so Belial is very clearly older than her, so that's another part of it, is that creepy, both the power dynamic of him actually having magical abilities, and also him being a position of power, and his age making him kind of have this authority over her, and it's just, he's just fucking, there's like all these like factors that are just like, take a bad situation and multiply it so that it's like 10 times worse just 1000% extra creepy mhm i kind of i want to talk about his secret hideout <laughs> his like hellmouth that he's got beneath the palace yeah how did he how did he build that into the castle I don't know. I it almost feels like he just found it cuz at one point he brings Griffos in there and Griffos is like, "Oh no, it's the it's the eternal flame." And yeah. he's just like, "Oh, is that what this is?" Yeah, like he dangles him over a lava pit and he's like, "What?" Like, he oh, it's ha- not just it's not just your average lava pit? Yeah. So it's just like, but then it's like, "Who so, so who built this secret passageway?" That apparently only Belial, Belial knows about. I, I, shrug. And it's it's especially weird because after the king's guards capture Terra, so like Belial kidnaps Elon, and then Terra goes off to rescue her. But then when he gets, he tries to sneak into the castle. But Belial was expecting this, and he told the king's the king to be on guard for a guy trying to sneak into the castle and so all the guards are there the king is there and belial is like bring him to me i'll know let me have him i know how to get information about the missing princess out of him and then the next time we see Terra, belial has him in his lair along with elon in a magic energy prison so yeah. Did, did the guards just drop Terra off in front of the secret passageway and Belial? Yeah, did they just. <laughs> like, and then Belial just took it the rest of the way? Or. It's like, just leave him there and I will. Uh, I'll take him the rest of the way. Don't worry about it. Just, sir, are you, are you certain? In They're... front of this blank wall? He's a very yeah. beefy man. Can you. Are you sure you can. The, the dungeon is. is down the other hallway, sir. Why do we want to leave him in front of the seemingly blank wall? Uh, just, just do it, you fool. I am Belial. <laughs> I am Belial. Don't question me. Yeah. 
like the the alternative is that the castle guards brought Terra into Belial's secret lair, and I guess they didn't notice or give a shit that Elon was there. Elon's just there because literally they're in the same energy tube prison thing. Yeah, it's like it is like a weird energy tube. Which is like if and that's like as another side note, if Belial just kept Elon in the weird energy tube, he would have won. Yeah. No. It's- yeah, absolutely. Instead, he like releases her from the energy tube mm-hmm. and then just leaves her in his secret lair. Yeah, just leaves her in like a a, a cave part of his secret lair. And then she's yeah. just like and then mom tells her to look look with Oh her. yeah, she she talks to the ghost of her mom. Mm-hmm. Like an actual ghost this time, not a Delph ghost. Yeah. And then mom is just like, look, look within yourself and you'll see things others cannot. And then this magic ability just shows Elon that, oh, actually, there's kind of a hole over here. If you just move a a few rocks out of the way, there's like a hole large enough to crawl through. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, if if Belial had just kept her in the in the in the tube, she never would have resurrected. Uh, she never would have resurrected Terra. She, I I guess I guess maybe he did it deliberately because he wanted her to go and find the water crystal for him. Oh, maybe because yeah, that's what happens. Uh, also, he he takes Terra's soul out and puts it in a crystal. Mm-hmm. And he literally says his body will begin to rot. So it's yeah. like he's dead. Like this man is dead. Yeah, his yeah. soul's in a rock and his body is dead. Um, and he, then he just like tosses the crystal aside and just like leaves it on the floor. Yeah. Hurt of mind. Just like, uh, tired. Just, we're done here. I could literally go toss this in the lava pit that I have in the next room, but I'm just going to put it over here where it's easily accessible for princesses who want to save their boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like he knows that he's in a movie and he's trying to, like, improve it. Or something. Yeah. Like, oh, this would be a good scene if, if they had a heartfelt reconciliation after she resurrects him. And, oh, he's just leaving? Oh, but they had a whole song about- He's just about, leaving, though. Oh, but they had a whole song no, about trusting each- Oh. it's But he's still- No, he's gotta go. Oh. He's gotta leave. Oh, he's still pissed off at her. Oh, weird. Wow, it's it's, it's almost like that song was nothing. No, the song meant nothing to nobody. <laughs> so i'm not here to like you know me Mm -hmm. i'm not here to to badmouth animators i am one i understand time money budget everything there is one shot in their little love song where they are sitting and they're looking at the sunset and i swear to god the animation is like three frames per second it's incredible. Like their hair is blowing in the wind, but it's like, it feels like. It feels like the they, rest of the movie is loading. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's buffering. Like <laughs> I almost want, I would say put a gif of it up on, on the Twitter, but it'll just look like the tw- the gif didn't load right. <laughs> yeah. It'll just look like I screwed it up somehow. Yeah. It's, it's th- wild. 
it's just I think it's just a sim- another symptom of there being so much reused footage in this movie. Like there are shots where, you know, like the the stuff like uh, Elon frolicking and her spinning, and it just it holds on her spinning for an unnecessary amount of time. But it's like whatever like few seconds they could get to add to the runtime, they took it. Whether it's slowing down, like, because it probably, the animation that they had there, it was probably, like, a second of them just sitting on the the cliff watching the sunset. And instead they were like, okay, we gotta, like, let's stretch that out to, like, five seconds. Sure, but if you have a cycle, you can just just repeat the cycle. You don't need to lower the frame rate? (laughs) Maybe it wasn't a perfect cycle. Yeah. I can't... I don't know. Maybe I'd have to look again, but I was just like, why does this look like this? Is it meant to look like a like a nice slow-mo, but they didn't want to actually animate the whole slow-mo, so they just showed each frame for longer? <laughs> Maybe. It was wild. God. They're, they're, I can credit their love song as being the reason why I got this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because it's you can find I I I forget what the I think the channel has been renamed but the originally it was Golden Films's uh, YouTube channel that they were uploading songs and clips from their own movies, um, but this this was uploaded fr- by them and I as I was looking for more princess movies I found this and I thought holy shit this looks like just this <laughs> song looks this song's terrible this looks terrible. <laughs> like sold i'm getting this movie there's so many little things in this movie like when belial summons a tornado when he's about to kill alan's mom the queen and he because she has the earth crystal in her hand and he summons a tornado to sink the boat but the tornado goes up and like the end of it like the skinny end of the funnel comes up and actually like wraps around the crystal in her hand and takes it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of adorable. It's so silly. Oh my gosh. There's just so many little things mm-hmm. that are just like you'll just you blink and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Excuse and, me? And you know what? What's funny is I, I remember that I, I know that I've showed this to my viewing group, but I don't remember what their reactions were. I, I, I would be so curious to know. Oh, God, maybe, maybe I should just, because it, it, I'm sure that it's been a while. Maybe I'll just sneak this one back into the, the next <laughs> roster. <laughs> you know, once the Princess Movie Nights are back, you should just throw this one back in there. Yeah, because there is like re rewatching it. It's like there is so there's so much shit in this movie to laugh at. So the fact that I can't remember how people responded to it, it's like, what happened? Like, why was it so <laughs> was it so funny that we've all just like blocked it out of our memories? Like we hit Nirvana or something? I, I maybe, I mean maybe. <laughs> oh god. Also. We never really addressed the giant crystal tower that Delph used to teleport them outside to oh, Terra. Um, there's a yeah. giant crystal tower. We didn't talk about it because there's so much other wild shit in this movie. But there is literally just a giant crystal tower with a platform that will teleport you. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, it did. I guess. Did, I guess that Delph lives there, right? I. 
I guess when she's not busy being a dolphin. Yeah. But she's like, do you want to see the world outside the city? And Elan's like, oh, I, I, yeah, I do. But dad said I can't. And Delph was like, I'll take you. And then they go to this like holographic crystal tower. Yeah. And Delph just teleports them there. Yeah, there's just like there's just like a, a tile on the floor that you could just get teleported outside the city, which I guess it implies this giant crystal tower is within the city limits. And and <laughs> Elon doesn't seem to like surprised by this at all. So this is like I don't know, the equivalent of like the public library down the street that you're like, Oh yeah, that building. I've never been in I it, guess. but I've always known that it was there. Well, there's like, there's the one library in Calgary that's just a giant pyramid. Yeah. So right. maybe it's kind of like that. You just like, it's just part of the, uh, part yeah. of the scenery. It's just always been there. Yeah. <laughs> God. Now this one, uh, if, if you want, Brie, we can actually go over some of the voice actors Oh, please. I couldn't find any of them because I was looking them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So Good Times, like Golden Films, has this weird quirk about not naming their voice actors. I don't know if that's from the voice actors' requests or or (laughs) what. But I I can tell Elon is pretty clearly voiced by Debbie Derryberry, who she's an American voice actor and singer who she actually got her start in voice acting in the 1986 English dub of Castle in the Sky, in which she voiced uh, young Sheeta. Oh. And I think probably her most recognizable role is uh, she voiced Jimmy Neutron in both the movie and series. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Manoa is voiced by Cam Clark, and I think Tara is as well. Oh my god. Yeah. So you- Cam Clark? (laughs) Yeah. So Cam Clark is an American Uh, voice actor and singer, and he's probably best known for voicing Leonardo on the original Ninja Turtle series. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been in the business for a while, too, so he has a pretty recognizable voice. And he, both both he and Debbie Derryberry show up in quite a few Good Times slash Golden Films movies. You're, you're, you're stunned. I'm, yeah, I'm stunned. Yeah, it's it's funny. We I, I know for sure there's a few other princess uh, movies from Good Times, or Golden Films that star the both of them so we will be seeing this combination again in the future okay good because mm-hmm. i'm just <laughs> he's been he's just been in so many things like i recognize his voice mm-hmm. okay i i'm so because i knew that the bird sounded i knew that minoa sounded familiar but i would never have called cam clark yeah <laughs> Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, no. Um. So I'm pretty sure that Belial and the King are voiced by Duran Norris, who we have previously heard voicing the Beast in Golden Films' Beauty and the Beast. Oh, good. He's of course best known for voicing Cosmo on the Fairly Odd Parents TV show. Wow. And continuing the Beauty and the Beast connection. 
Griffo sounds like he was voiced by Charles Martinet, who is, of course, best known for voicing Mario and Luigi in various Nintendo games. Just a really all-star cast! <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny to, to think of these guys. Because like, these guys have, like, they have been in, like, a lot of stuff. And it's so funny to think that they were in these, like, cheap-ass, low-budget <laughs> movies. But... You know what? When you're a voice actor, you take and you're just starting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you take whatever jobs you get. Like, who cares, really? Yeah. And I mean, none of the voice acting is is like it's all decent. Yeah. Barring the one scene where Tara is being swept away by the river, (laughs) that was sure a thing to listen to. The rest of it's all decent. Like it's all really good, or not, or at least good. <laughs> that must have that must have been a fun scene to record, though. Okay, so in this part, you fall in a river and you're being swept away, <laughs> and go. And just sort of yell. Yeah. <laughs> but not like not like you're really in danger. Just sort of... <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like a Tarzan-looking dude, so maybe, like, throw some Tarzan in there. Yeah. Like a bad waterlogged Tarzan. Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> in the animation. Sorry, we actually just hit that with my, uh, with my playing on mute in the background. Yeah. I just hit that scene. Just as we started talking about it, and just the animation of him flailing down the river. <laughs> Please check out the. Sorry, Christy, I'm going to. I'm going to have to request this one goes up on the Twitter. Please check out Bad Princess MOV on Twitter. Yeah, if you yeah, if you want to see this fantastic scene that that has has worked its way into Bree's heart. Oh, it's so good, and by good I mean bad. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look forward to that. Hitting the Twitter. And uh, I guess just to finish off the notes about the voice actors on a very anticlimactic note is that I I can't really place who voices the Queen and Delph, unfortunately. Oh, Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're both the same uh, voice actress, just because it just seems to happen often in these these films where one person voices multiple characters just as a Mm cost-saving thing. Yeah. That would make sense, especially since neither of them really had big roles. Yeah, like basically once once the queen leaves too, it's like Delph only shows up intermittently, so they could easily have just probably recorded all of the 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 audio in maybe under under two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Christy, we didn't even talk about the weird fucking demon he turns into at the end. <laughs> we forgot the demon. <laughs> okay, so before we finish, <laughs> so when Belio gets all of these crystals and he harnesses the power of the eternal flame, this dude turns into a giant demon in a purple speedo. Yeah, giant <laughs> red demon with like a weird, like kind of starfish mouth almost. Yeah. Like- He's got like a weird looking, weird shaped face. 
Which I feel like must be based on something, but I don't know what. Well, just just with how he like like we kind of talked before about like Belial Belial see and now I'm like fucking up the name because I can't remember how it's supposed to be pronounced, <laughs> just how the movie pronounced it. <laughs> but like it, that's we're both pretty sure that he's like a demon, like an actual demon from maybe Christian mythology or something. Oh yeah, and oh Belial, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. This movie tainted me, and now I, I'll be forever ruined any time I have to think of that name. I mean, I th- I think that's how you pronounce it. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> but he's just, he's giant red, and he's got, like, kiss makeup on. and his Yeah! Face, like, and he's got a, got a, a long a red tail with, like, the point at the end. Yeah. Like, he's just, just a big old red demon, and he he just, he's like, I will rule, and then he destroys everything. It's like, okay, dude. It's like, what was what was, what your, was your plan? plan? Again? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's and it's great with how Elon uh, one ups him is that she just like taunts him and he's like, "You're not so great," and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then <laughs> he he like just yeah starts calling all all of the elements and then ends up just slipping into a big crack in the ground. Yeah, I guess I I guess that's the thing. Like he he uses all of the elements and like summons a rainstorm and a bunch of lava and like the city is getting destroyed and then the the ground just opens up and he falls in the end yeah and then it closes after him (laughs) who's to say that he's dead it's true he could just be under there Mm -hmm. like as a big big old red demon in a purple speedo (laughs) and then and then I, I've got I've got the scene playing now, and then all uh, like slowly Atlantis just kind of sinks into the ground, or it sinks into the ocean. And then all of the the people of Atlantis are like, "Hooray! You defeated him! Our lives and homes are ruined." Yeah, like thank thank God that they they all the villagers just so happen to have ships ready so yeah. that everybody could evacuate. Everyone just hops on the ships and goes to live at the far shore where where uh, Terra's from. Yeah, and everything is fine. Well, no, I I think it I think it it is that they have to go to travel to the mainland to. Oh, to, yeah. Just why? Yeah, and then I think because again we're so so you see so you see uh, Belial be defeated, Atlantis sinks, and then after as the credits play, you see the the same music video that opened yeah. the yeah. movie. <laughs> but now it's like I I guess I think the implication is that they rebuilt on the shores of the mainland because now you see it now you see a new castle on the shores. As Elon is singing about how they're going to rise again and everything seems all happy, happy. Yeah, I guess. What a, <laughs> what a, what a finale. The legend of Atlantis, the legend of Atlantis was that um, a dude turned into a giant red demon and, and destroyed it. And then it sank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the true legend. Mm-hmm. Wow. And also a woman turned into a dolphin. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, God. I feel like, 
I could go through these notes and just like there's so many like little notes that I had for just so many little scenes but like we'd be here for hours so <laughs> yeah no problem I think I think that sounds like we're at a good place to end it off at I think so before I go off again on some other thing that I'm yeah. just seeing while I'm watching it. I, yeah, I guess, I mean, at this point, I think the only thing left to say is that we both, we highly recommend this one for a bad princess movie night. It's yeah, just... for, for a bad princess movie night, this is, this is a, this is a good pick. Yeah, it's, it's about 50 minutes or so. So you press play and then tell everybody just to sit tight and just pay attention or else they're going to lose the plot. No bathroom breaks allowed. <laughs> See how many people can figure out the dolphin d uh, delf thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And what a magical. I'm glad we got that on, on the pod. This is I'm, why. I'm so glad to add mm -hmm. more to you. Your, the... your experience. This is why it's so hard as like a behind the scenes thing. When we when when I send these these videos to Brie, I we always have to resist the urge to start talking stop to we always have to resist the urge to talk about it to each other until we get the podcast going. And it's so Exactly. Fucking, it's so fucking hard sometimes. <laughs> I just want to like start shouting like, "Oh my god, this is like look at this, look at this funny thing that happened." But this is why this is why we leave it for the podcast cuz this was podcast gold, Brie. You gotta get those revelations on on yeah. tape. You need the the hot the hot off, <laughs> off the press's revelations about dolphin people and <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god. But yeah, I think that'll be it for this one, guys. So as mentioned, if you want to check out clips from this and other Bad Princess movies, check out us. Check us out on Twitter at Bad Princess MOV. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send them at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. We also have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, which is at badprincessmovies.com. Though take the oldest ones with a grain of salt, because yeah. Christy had favorable things to say about this one. Y yeah, I, know. I, feel like I, I feel like I need to go back and revise that one <laughs> to save some face. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll just, I'll just like, I'll cross it all out and I'll just link to this podcast instead. Just, you know what? Just listen here. Yeah. Just please ignore everything I said. I'm, <laughs> I was young and dumb. This is before I had truly experienced a wider scope yeah. of Bad Princess films. Until, until I opened, opened my eyes to, to just how bad some of these, these movies were. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Christy, thank you for, for this um, adventure. Yes, no problem. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> and we, we, shall, we shall talk at you guys next time. Heck yeah. See, not see, no, nope. No see. Cut that. No. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we will not see you, but talk to you in your ears next time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Talk to you then. Bye! Bye!